whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Rowley, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So this week, we have our friend Nina Agdahl on the podcast. You probably know her from Sports Illustrated, but she is also a health and wellness guru. She has the Agdahl Method, which is her fitness app and hosts classes in the Hamptons. She is amazing. So we hope you guys love this episode as much as we loved recording it. And let us know your thoughts over on Instagram. So let's just jump right into it with Nina. I want to hear first about your health and wellness journey and how you first got into fitness. Oh my God. I mean, that journey honestly goes back to when I was so little. Like I grew up with a soccer dad, like he trained my brother to to play soccer My brother almost went semi-pro and my family has always been so active. Like they were like, you know, we weren't so into music or traveling. Like it was like playing sports, like entering competitions, always trying something new. Like my dad was like, try something. Like if you're good at it, continue doing it. If you enjoy it, continue doing it, but just keep trying new things. So I basically, you know, grew up with that and started dancing competitively, then started playing basketball, again, tried every single sport and played it. till I started entering my teenage years where other things in life start happening, like parties and, you know, you want to do other things than going to basketball games and dancing competitively. So I kind of like didn't do as many sports then, but that's when I was discovered to do modeling too. And obviously modeling comes with a certain responsibility. Like I like to almost describe it as like, you know, you have to be a professional athlete because it's definitely moving towards a direction where the body and the sizing and the measurements are not as important. Thank God we're getting there. But when I started, what is that? 13 years ago, it was not a thing where it was okay to be like, you know, different sizes, which is a completely different topic and conversation. But that's when I got into fitness where I really had to like, educate myself on how to take care of my body, which is also a process because there's so many ways to do it. Like, you know, that just living in New York, it's like there's a gym and a method and a a right and a wrong way on every single corner and how to how to train yourself and how to get in shape and fitness. But it really started from when I was little and then escalated when I did modeling. And yeah, now I'm finally in in a good place and a healthy relationship with fitness, which I think you know, it takes a long time, especially if you're a young girl and dealing with all of these things and the world has so many opinions on what you should be doing. So yeah, that's how it started. What was your question? <laughs> I do think it's so important to start little kids on that fitness journey, you know, and make it fun, not make it a thing, just make it part of their lives so that you grow up doing things and doing sports and, you know, being active without it seeming like, oh, I have to do, you know, I yeah, have to work. I know. Like, I think it's so healthy also compared to TV and an iPhone and, and gadgets and just technology nowadays. Like, 
I think it's so easy. I can imagine I don't have kids, but I can imagine that it's so easy to go the route of letting that being the, what is the word, not distraction, but like the activity for children. But like, I think if you grow grow up with parents that like encourage you to like move your body and do sports and compete, like there's something healthy in that too, you know, like a mindset where it's like, if you grow up and you, you don't get to like socialize in that way and build up your your personality in this setting of, of competing or whatever. Like, I think there's something really important just by doing that. Yeah, I def I agree. I, you guys taught me how to surf when I was so little. And I think surfing is for me a form of meditation and it's like a great way to stay fit. But I also remember the rush and that energy when I used to run track in high school I think that it helps you build a great relationship with your body because you're just watching it be able to achieve in a way that's not a sweat app or like a calorie yeah. or yeah, something exactly. like that. Like there's no counting anything and there's no counting reps, you know, it's just about for you getting up on that board and feeling that your body is capable of so many things. But it's like if you don't go out and experiment with that, you're never going to realize how much you're capable of. And I think that's the same thing. It goes into fitness that same way. Also, don't you think there's sort of two ways to think about being active and doing fitness is that you're either doing it to get to this end goal or you're doing it because it's super fun. And the bonus at the end mm-hmm. is that it helps you look better. You know, it's kind yeah. of like both are valid, but it's kind of like a good balance maybe to have both. I definitely think so. But I also think that's something that kind of goes in waves as we go through life and stages in our life. Like there were certain times where I was so goal like oriented, like searching for something, whether it was physical or, you know, even just visible something to see where it's like, now I'm on a wave of doing fitness and, and thinking of fitness as something that's added to my life for me to be stronger and happier in all aspects of what I'm doing. And it's not focused on need to be a certain level of fit or fit a certain size or whatever. But it's just, yeah, I definitely think there's been a transition also for me personally, just growing up where it's like fitness is not something that I have to do now. It's something that I want to do because I enjoy it. Yeah, that's why I have been like so into workout snacking lately, which is just doing like really short workouts here and there for that that. energy boost and like for that boost of joy and focus that working out helps me so much with. And I, I totally like I get the endorphins from it, but it's not like an hour long thing that I really have to commit to and like get all sweaty and stuff like that. But that's also really fun. So exactly, I think it's like finding a balance and finding a routine that that works for you. But you mentioned that, especially when you were first getting into modeling, it was so physique oriented. How did you, I guess, deal with that? And how did that affect your body image? Like when you were first getting into the modeling industry? I mean, it was definitely tough. I was discovered when I was first 14 and then started working when I was 16. And, you know, now when I'm thinking back on it, like I was a child, like you think you're really a grown up when you hit 14, you're like, oh, I got it all figured out. I got this. 
But like now when I'm thinking back on it, I'm like the things that I was told in that age is so damaging that like the fact that I'm sitting here and I'm okay now and like I have such a good relationship with my body just shows like how strong humans are and women are. Because like, you know, I was told to lose, what was it, like a certain amount of inches around my waist, around my chest, around my arms, like I would get measured. And obviously, like before anyone had said that to me, I never actually like thought of my body as being bad, quote bad, or like not perfect, whatever. But when somebody is literally measuring you and saying, oh, you need to lose this amount of inches within the next three months, and you're in that age where you're just a sponge and everything that anyone says just goes in and you take it so personal, like that definitely completely messed me up and created body dysmorphia and a very unhealthy relationship with food and fitness, overdoing things to the max. Like read a, an article that you should be drinking, you know, water with cayenne pepper and, and lemon slices and eat cu- cucumbers on the side and you would end up like this. I'd be like, perfect, I'll do it. You know, so it was it definitely when you're so young, which is why, like, you know, I think it's so important if you have girls, especially as a parent, that you're like there for every single appointment where there might be something like this, especially in an industry like the modeling industry where mm-hmm. you are judged by your looks. But unfortunately, that's happening not only in the modeling industry, like it's happening everywhere. But I definitely think that the body dysmorphia started from being told that I had to do all of these things in that fragile age. And how did you get out of that? Like, how did you begin to heal your image of your body after, after going through all of that at such a young age? It took a long time. I, it's kind of like so many other mental illnesses that you can deal with. Like, it's like a ghost that you're you know, even though I'm over it now, it's still certain times. I'm like, I have to like check in with myself and be like, okay, like what's going on? Cause it's a tendency and it's an easy thing to jump back into, but definitely surrounding yourself with people that are supportive of you and that believe in you. Like I had a few years where I was surrounded by people that were definitely not good for me, but started getting friends that were super supportive that made me feel like I was good enough, whether I was working a bunch and making a certain amount of money or doing certain jobs, like building that confidence, I had to kind of get that recognition from somewhere else, which is where it started. And then that kind of started the journey of me then trying to get that recognition, recognition from myself, therapy, you know, reading books, definitely changing the relationship and the way you look at food and fitness, where, you know, food kind of used to be either a reward or a punishment, right? Like it was like, if I had worked out as a punishment, I would reward myself with a certain meal. And it was like, okay, like we need to like, take this puzzle completely tear it apart and put it back together where it's like food is such a blessing and it's such an important part of life and a part of me and a part of you. And I had to really basically reset that relationship with food and fitness. So it took a long time, but I'm finally in a really, really good place with it. Can I ask this a little off the subject, I guess, but I'm just listening. And, you know, when you're talking about surrounding yourself with supportive people and sort of staying away from people that don't necessarily bring out the best. When you think about 
people around you, what are some of the characteristics that you look for? I mean, now I definitely look for loyalty and honesty, I think are two very important traits that everyone thinks they have, but most of them don't. So it's like, I, it's I like honestly, a sense of humor, right? People yeah. always think they're the funniest people in yeah, the world. Exactly. Guess what? <laughs> you're like, you're not that funny, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but I, I think people think of, of holding your guard up as a negative thing. I don't necessarily think so, but I used to give, you know, if I met a person on the street and like we started hanging out, I would give all of myself within like the first two weeks of a friendship, right? Where I'm now, I'm like, I don't need to do that because I've done that before and I kind of backlashed because I was just too naive to believe that this person wants what's in my best interest. But the reality is there's a lot of shitheads out there. So I kind of like analyze, observe people and look for like the loyalty and honesty. And I appreciate when people can also be like, like Nina, you're completely wrong in this. Like, what are you doing? Like if somebody is like being too nice to me too, I'm like, what do you want from me? Because something seems a little strange. I think I've just, I've become very realistic about people where it's like, I really look at them and I'm like, okay, like what is the real person? And what's the person that's trying to please me for something to happen does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know what I mean like in New York and, and LA and and these big cities like I just feel like there's so many people that you know want to be your friend but they don't really want to be your friend right like if you're down in the basement and you're crying on a Tuesday afternoon or a Tuesday at 2 a.m like who's gonna pick up the phone not the friend that you just yeah. met that wants to I don't know go to a show house so yeah you know, I kind of learned to filter it a little bit, but honesty, loyalty, and then a humor that we all can agree with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. We just did an episode all about friendships and like building long-term friendships. And I, I totally agree. Those are like great pillars. Loyalty, like for me, I'm a Taurus. So loyalty for me is just like the most important thing. This past year has shown me and the pandemic has shown me like who I can call on a Tuesday at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> because so those are true. the people that I'm like willing to risk my life <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. The t- pandemic definitely, I think, has, has showed a lot of things in many ways, you know, when it comes to relationships and friendships and and just about ourselves. So that's, that's so interesting that you kind of saw that too. Yeah, definitely. Wait, so when is your birthday? May 20th. May 20th. Yeah. <gasps> Big Come day. Up. When is yours? It was March 26th. So I guess a oh. month ago, exactly. Yeah. Oh, happy okay. birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. <laughs> yeah. Happy early birthday. Thank you. So before you mentioned about the cayenne pepper water and I think that was such a funny point to me because something I think about a lot is the fact that like so many people are sharing their health and wellness tips and tricks on social media and you know I do this too and I'm not formally trained I'm not formally schooled I'm not a professional chef and I make that really clear But I think that's definitely like an issue when people are promising something that they're not necessarily educated in. 
And for me, I just want to know like why you decided to become a health coach. I know you went to school for nutrition. So tell us about that. And I guess like what that learning process was like. So I studied with Integrated Nutrition School, IIN, better known as IIN. And I kind of did that not because I was like, I want to be a health coach, but it was more just like an interest in what they were saying. Like I got like a testing class, like a little trial to see if I, if I liked it. And their philosophy is, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's very much not about fast and nutrition. Like it's about, you know, more about what's not on the plate, like what's on your, you know, your everyday plate in terms of relationships, finances, self-care, self-love, all of the stuff that we go through in life every single day is what their focus is on, not what you're eating for breakfast, which To me, again, going back to how I really had to reset my relationship with food, this just made sense because I was like, I cannot go into a course that's explaining how many calories I should be eating because I'm like, that is a trigger. I bet you for not just me, but a thousand people, you know what I mean? Or millions of people. Like I even always tell people that use the two words, lose weight. I'm like, if you say those two words for me, I will walk out of here because I think that is such a trigger. But IIN is very much not about that. Like for me, it was more about just exploring how do they teach you to teach other people how to figure out what you want to do with your life and, you know, about what's on your actual plate, what triggers you to eat certain things like hormones. There's a bunch about like spiritual awakening. They really just cover everything and everything in life. And that's what I found attractive. But it was it was obviously also to have it on my spine since I wanted to do the actual method. And that was kind of like a passion turned into business. I wanted to start somewhere. And this seemed to be the right place. But I always tell people, and I think that's, I respect that you do that, that you're like, I'm not, you know, a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, cause it's so easy to like make it sound like you know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to actual, you know, certifications or anything like that. Like I can only speak from personal experience, but I always tell people, I'm like, speak to the experts. Like if there's something going on, you can, you can take my word for what works for me, but I am not here to advise you in any way like that. I'm just here to share what works for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that. I always think about how like, I wish those sorts of things were taught in school not just like more nutrition based things and like how to have a healthy diet, but also just like how your hormones affect your diet, what vitamins you should be looking for and how your relationships are affecting your mental health and stuff like that. Um, I always think about how I wish I was taught that in school, along with how to do my taxes and how to invest. But I always think about that. I'm like, where was the financial, just a little bit of background, like wisdom? Because I would have, I would have definitely benefited from that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there, there must be a master class on that. Yeah. I know now there is. Now there is yeah. probably. Yeah. There's also another thing Kip, that you said that actually really stuck with me, how I think it was a few months ago, but maybe you've mentioned it since, how you shouldn't compliment people on like their physical appearance. I have never really thought about it. But when you said it, I was like, that is so true. And now every time, like, you know, I I don't catch myself, but I'm aware of it. 
And I'm like, that can also be a trigger. You know what I mean? So it's like, I really, I really love that you pointed that out because I think that's a very important discussion to have as well. So can we just qualify that a little bit? Because does it make you feel uncomfortable to say, oh, you look great. You look amazing tonight. Or you look so great. I think to me, it's not about like not ever complimenting somebody on how they look. It's more about like taking a second to to try to think about something else to compliment someone on besides their physical appearance. Because to me, when someone says, oh my gosh, I love the conversation we had tonight. I loved the thing that you shared on Instagram the other day, or you are so brilliant or whatever. That to me holds greater value than being like, you look great because it's saying that something I'm doing or I have greater value Mm -hmm. above and beyond my physical appearance. I guess I'm thinking more about the clothes. Yeah, which also is a great thing. Like, I love complimenting people on on their styling, on their clothes. So then how would you you just say you... Like, I love the way you you styled styled that dress. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. I think there's like a gray area, you know what I mean, in in that. But I just, I definitely, you know, started thinking about it. Because I think it also is kind of tied to you know, the classic of somebody losing weight, or at least like in New York or in the modeling industry, it's like you show up and you've lost, you know, five pounds. They're like, Oh my God, you look great. And I'm like, I have, you know, maybe eaten a little less and exercised a lot more. And it was like, I don't know, I feel like there's certain compliments where you comment on the physical appearance that's like tied to something else that's deeper rooted. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, totally, totally. So there's a way to compliment people, but to go about it in the way that you're saying. Yeah. And just to force yourself to think a little bit deeper yeah. about that person rather than just like, I see you. This is all that you yeah. offer me is how you look. It's like, what about what they're doing or how they make you feel or something that goes beyond just that, like their physical body, you know? So I try to do that. And especially it's really hard on social media, I think, because that is like it. It's a lot about how you look. Mm -hmm. And so that's like immediately what people are going to comment on. But I think there are ways to go about it that value more their content or their work more than just how they look. But it is hard. And it's like something to that I like to try to remind myself of. But also at the same time, like <laughs> if somebody looks great and you want to compliment on how yeah. they look. Yeah, no, I that in, it's, kind of, it's like you know, a little compliment. gray area. Yeah, you can't be too stingy with the compliments. I mean, I have to say, <laughs> if somebody says I look great, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's because most of the time I'm just like, what out, you know, throwing on whatever and running around and not thinking about it. So if I make an effort, I don't mind a compliment here or there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I it's not like it happens so much that I'm like, what? No, you know what I mean? Like, nobody, people aren't saying that all the time. (laughs) So yeah, Mm. it's not like it ever gets to be too much. But anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it's mainly like 
especially for social media, I think it can get like kind of toxic. But also I think, you know, as a designer, we actually had a casting or it's, I think it's going on right now. Um, And I see girls and I think I want girls that look athletic and Mm -hmm. fit and strong. And I see so many models that come and that I'm just like, no, we can't, you know, you you don't look healthy, you know, you don't look good. And it's really, I think all the way down the line, you know, everyone's responsibility. Like it's looking fit and athletic is an aesthetic, but it doesn't actually mean somebody is necessarily fit or athletic. And Mm -hmm. so I think that challenging that, like for me, a healthy body can look very different on different people Mm -hmm. and so that's like kind of just a reminder for the fashion industry in general is like fit and healthy isn't always like popping muscles and abs no obviously I'm just saying specifically to the modeling industry you know it is physical yeah and so you Mm -hmm. have to make a distinction somewhere along the line and say this aesthetic mm-hmm. isn't what we're you know we we should all be i making the ideal mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah the ideology of you know this like skinny it's just mm-hmm. not it's not good on any level mm-hmm. so every if everyone is doing what they can i think that's important but yes yeah. more, more importantly living that life yeah Mm -hmm. and also just like a range too it's like let's not turn from one ideal body to another ideal body let's just have like a representation Uh, of a whole yeah Yeah. like the whole range of different people at their best all bodies all bodies are welcome and beautiful you know but it's true like it seems like the ideal body is like always like switching you know what I mean but there's always one that's like the ideal one so I think it's I think it's definitely a a dangerous but also like challenging you know territory to to say something or try and do something because it's like I don't know it's like the human behavior of like always idolizing one specific thing you know so like it's challenging but I definitely am so happy to see that at least we're moving forward and there's more room thank god for everyone and their body, whatever that looks like. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, but there's it still room to grow. Definitely, definitely <laughs> more progress to be made. Yeah, yeah. I just, Always. I read something for school about the exercise of glamour labor and how the body itself has really become couture now with someone like Kim Kardashian. It really is like about the work not only physically but the work of creating a self-brand online that Mm -hmm. makes the body the central focus rather than even the clothes that are being worn so I think in some ways we're going forward and accepting like a range of body types but also Mm -hmm. in other ways it's like there's so much focus on the body itself yeah which yeah, is no, it's very it's true. Tough. I don't know, but 
I hope that just having like a greater range will help combat that issue. Every single day, there's a there's a battle to be had with that. But as long as, as everyone, you know, does their best and does their part and do their part, that's the only thing we can do. But I agree with you. Yeah. Well, maybe we can switch gears a little bit because I want to kind of like hear your tips and like your just your lifestyle tips. And a question I had is if you have any kitchen tools that you think have just really helped you in your healthy lifestyle. I love that question because I feel like I've never been asked about kitchen tools before. So I really appreciate it. (laughs) I'm like Um, obsessed with all of this. And I really feel like my lemon squeezer that I have has like completely changed my life. It was a Christmas gift. It was in your Christmas It was in my stocking and it was like (laughs) literally the best thing ever. Because just like salad dressings for juices like for everything it just it's like the best thing ever so that's hilarious I do feel like the first like time I used it I was like where have I been my entire life like why is this existing and how did I not know about that's so true in terms of like kitchen gadgets I honestly don't have that many like I would say the lemon squeezer like you just mentioned and took away from me is a perfect example. <laughs> but I, I think the most important part with kitchen things is that they need to be easy to clean. So yes. I use a blender on like a regular, you know, basis. And the most important part about anything in your kitchen, whether it's knives or plates or cups or pans or pots, they need to be able to get cleaned in five minutes. Because if they're not easy to clean, we're not going to cook. And then everything is just done anyways. I guess you don't have a juicer then. Oh my God. So I bought one. I bought (laughs) one because Melissa Wood Health was like, oh, this one is amazing. And I like love Melissa. So anything she says is like the law. So I bought the juicer and I tried it out. I did a full review on it and enjoyed it for like a couple of weeks. But then it came down to the cleaning. And like she said it was very easy. Maybe she's better at cleaning that than I am. But it, (laughs) it took way too long for me. So it's like, it's an occasional juice, but I can't say that. But that's why I keep, you know, just doing a little like, what's it called? A nutrient bullet blender or something like that, where it's just a one stop cup dishwasher gone. Done. Yeah. So that's kind of it. I don't really have any magic tools, unfortunately. Easy blender. That's good to take away. And then any, any pots and pans that are not like super sticky, you know? Yes. You want to like stay Gotham away from steel? Gotham steel, those are good. Oh, those are good. The yeah, I need Just to like, like the get infomercials. into all of that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. need to get into like researching all the... Our place is the one that everyone has now, I think, or the always pan mm, um, yeah. that like, everyone has now that mm. I have yet to try. It's meant to like cook everything, I think. You yeah. can cook everything in it. I also think just like a really large... Not one of those like carry around bottles that like talk to you, but don't like they don't talk to you, but like they talk to you in writing on the bottle where it's like, you made it 9 a.m. You should be doing this 1 p.m. You go, girl, stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. Like instead of doing that, like getting like a nice just like big glass, you know what I mean? Because it's like if it's a cute, nice glass, you're going to want to drink water out of it. But I don't want to schlep this thing around with me. Like I'm not going to walk around with a, a gallon. 
So I think like fun drinkware and like plates is really encouraging for fun and healthy meals too. But maybe that's just me. No, I totally agree. Any water, my water bottles have to have a straw though, because that's when I drink the most water. Like I stay so so hydrated when I have a straw. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about your, I feel like post-workout and recovery routines have become like the new thing in the health and wellness world right now. So I want to talk about yours. Like how do you take care of yourself post-workout? So I am probably not one to speak because I don't do much. You know, I don't have like a whole ritual. I think I just take a hot shower. If I did a really crazy workout and I'm like, ooh, I might get sore tomorrow, a hot bath. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously now with COVID, I don't have access to like a sauna or steam room or something like that. But like when I was at Equinox and going every single day, I had the routine of working out, steam, hot shower, steam hot shower and then you know lotion all up with like tons of oils I'm like dripping walking out of equinox everybody's like what is wrong with her and then on with the pajama and go home right but I have to say right now recently I haven't really been doing much but maybe maybe I should pick that back up create a little post-recovery treat routine (laughs) we got an infrared sauna in our house it's really little just for two people and it's indoors and you should totally get one of those because they're really good. Amazing? I've been seeing so many people that have like the infrared, even it's almost like a sleeping bag. A, bl- that you a can, blanket, like, just... a higher dose blanket. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have, we have one of those using. in my house actually, or in the house. We do. I haven't, I haven't really used it much because I don't know. Again, I haven't prioritized it. But you know what? Maybe I'm going to do this. After after a talk, I'm going to be like, come up with a routine, then I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. What kind of, I want to know what kind of oils and stuff do you use? After, um, like body oils and stuff, because I have the most dry skin and I'm, and we actually had Norman Kamali on the podcast not oh, that long cool. ago. And yeah. she is, besides being a legend, she is an olive oil <laughs> fanatic. And she mm-hmm. uses it everywhere, she, hair, body, food. Love cooking, that. You know, I don't know. I'm just always curious what moisturizing routines are for people. So I use, I can never pronounce it. Maybe you guys can pronounce it for me, but Augustino's Bader, Botter. Do you know the oh, like yeah. blue bottle oh, yes. with like this rose gold? Like they're oils, heavenly, like absolute heaven. That's like my go-to. I feel like it like leaves you with such a glow. It's so hydrating. It's just amazing. So if I knew how to say it, I would say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but I don't, don't want to butcher it either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll link it in the show notes for you Yeah. Guys. Can we put it yeah. somewhere and then they can write us an email and correct yeah. us on how to say it? That would be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What are you most excited about in health and wellness right now or projects that you're working on? I think I'm mostly excited about the fact that we're kind of not steering away, but there's a little bit of a movement happening where we're not thinking about food as diet. Like we're moving away where it's like, you know, about nutritious, nourishing good for you feel good food and meals and it's not like a meal plan or a diet like 
I think that that's like one of the the biggest things that at least I'm seeing. Maybe it's because I'm liking everything on Instagram that speaks to me in that way. So that's all I'm seeing because that's a conflict too, that that's the world I'm living in. And a lot of other people are not seeing that. Um, But I want to say that the fact that the wellness industry is really focusing a lot on, you know, real food, I think is extremely important and how like we can prevent so many things and cure diseases and help with our mental health just by eating the right foods, I think is extremely important. And I'm excited for that to hopefully continue to grow. And for me, I'm excited for the summer. I'll be out here in the Hamptons. Hopefully, you know, I'll see you at one of my classes at the Reform Club. So that's what we're working on right now, just getting everything ready. Obviously, creating workouts and recipes and fun stuff for the app and still doing my modeling gigs as much as I can with COVID right now. So lots of stuff happening with the sun and the vaccine being here is definitely so exciting. I know. know, Out of of everything. We're all stoked. We're all vaccinated. Are you both vaccinated? Yeah. The whole family, even Gigi. She's amazing. 16. So she got it. Yeah. Yeah. We're so lucky. I'm waiting for my second dose. I get mine in a couple of weeks. So I can't wait. Oh my God. So exciting. I know. I can't wait to take your classes this summer. I know. You gotta come back. It's so beautiful there. It's so gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous. If you haven't been, you should definitely come. Or to a music night. You know, pizza. Yeah, the music night. music. And Jack does it sometimes. Jack shows up too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. Oh, you're Jack, yeah. and then also Jack um, Luber. Oh, yeah. Who's Jack? Two Jacks. Two Jacks. All the Jacks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to end off, one question we ask all of our guests is what do you want to be when you grow up? So mm-hmm. I want to hear your take on that. Oh my God. I love that question, but I also have like a slight panic attack every time anyone asks Same. me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 29 years old and I still don't really know. I definitely want to be doing something where I'm supporting and encouraging and inspiring people to become their healthiest and happiest self, whether that's through nutrition or fitness or mental health or fashion or anything and everything in between. Like, I truly think that is what gets me feeling so motivated is if I can lift anyone up. So when I grow up, I want to be doing that and hopefully be building a community surrounded about that philosophy. Love it. (laughs) Perfect. Love it. All right. Well, tell everyone where they can find you and keep up with you and hopefully take classes. Yes. Come take classes. The classes are on Saturday mornings at 1030 a.m. at the Reform Club in Amagansett. And you can find me on Instagram. Am I supposed to say that? Yes. Yes. Last name. And then you can go to the actelmethod.com to discover my app and read more about it if you're interested. Amazing. Is that a good tip? <laughs> All right. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. Hold up. 